Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. I'm glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 8 of Let's Talk Camp in the 422. I'm your co-host, Morris Beagle, hanging out with my partner in hemp spirit, Rick Trojan. And here at the 422, every day is Earth Day. We are going to have Matt Gibbs from Hemp Gene and Sunrise Genetics on for the guest today, but unfortunately, we couldn't make it happen. Timing just did not work out for us. I just got back from Wisconsin, and Rick is about to fly to Columbia. So we'll get Matt on in the coming weeks, and we'll get into the cannabis genome mapping project he's been working on the last several years, which is quite exciting research. I totally get that he can't come to the show because he's mapping the genome of the cannabis plant. So, like, I totally get it. Exactly. That's hard That's work important to work, work away from. It is. It is you important work. This is important work, what we're doing. This work is important. It's equally, if not equally important. Exactly. But his his is probably more equally. I would say so. How was Wisconsin? Wisconsin was good. It was the first annual Central U.S. Hemp Growers Conference and Expo. Well attended. A lot of excitement in Wisconsin. Regulations are just coming out here in the next week, and they look really, really good. Everybody's excited about them. Doug Fine was excited. Samantha Walsh, uh, Courtney Moran was there. They both had input on them. Anyway, it's uh, it's definitely one of the best regulated programs in the country from a state standpoint thus far. As far as what regulations are, how the regulations are set Well, like the seed side of it, as far as genetics go, they're going to be able to, if they want to bring in genetics from Colorado or Kentucky or Oregon, places that have been creating genetics, it looks like they would be able to go ahead and bring them in. They don't have to necessarily bring them in from a foreign source that are certified, let's say, from Canada or from Europe. They'll be able to look to other states that have been working on the program and be able to bring genetics in if it's from, let's say, a registered person in those states. Only certified? Well, not, no, not necessarily. So, like, let's say let's say Farmer Joe in Colorado decides last year to plant seed. Farmer Joe now has a bunch of seed, and uh, Farmer Bill in Wisconsin wants to grow. Um, let's actually call her Farmer Mary in Wisconsin. So, Farmer Mary in Wisconsin wants to grow. Can Farmer Mary buy Farmer... Joe Seed from Colorado. It's not certified. It's just seed, just a seed seed. Yeah. If he's registered with Colorado State and he's going to be selling seed or he's got genetics, I mean, I would recommend that anybody from Wisconsin buy from somebody reputable in another state that can prove lineage and basis of the genetics. You know, if you would to, let's say, anybody that's selling genetics and clones on the regular market in Colorado or in Kentucky or in Oregon, I would just qualify them that you're going to be able to bring genetics in from another state. It's more of a kind of a don't ask, don't tell scenario to a degree. But if you're, again, if you're going to do it in Wisconsin, you should try to do it as best you can and make sure you know what you're getting. They've got opportunities to utilize genetics that are being created right here in the United States so you don't have to buy them from a foreign source. That's super awesome. Didn't they repeal don't ask, don't tell? Wasn't that Clinton that repealed that? No, no, Clinton did it. It just got repealed under Bush, I think. But Clinton did it, right? Anyways, that was long before hemp. So, so Wisconsin can do, Wisconsin can do, they can import from any state or foreign resource. Uh, what else? Are they going to be planting this year? 
Uh, we'll see how fast they can get things up and rolling. But I think probably. the Manami want to plant this year, right? Yeah, the Manami are going to plant. I talked to Mark Grignon, and he was a presenter as well, and they are going to be planting some. We're, he wasn't sure exactly how much, but they'll be planting. And I think there's some other tribal folks up there that will be planting as well. Awesome. Another thing, is it, it's a 0.3% THC thing again, but I, they do have this variant thing where I think it can go up to a 1%. And not be destroyed? Not be destroyed, and then you could utilize it and get it back down to within acceptable percentages for final products, so it's below the 0.3. So you're not as hosed as you are in a place like Colorado and some other states. They've, t- they've looked at the mistakes that we've made and are making improvements, so that's encouraging. Well, I think that um, North Carolina did the same thing. So North Carolina, if it goes over the 0.3, sadly 1%, you can you have to remove the flowers, but everything else can go into commerce, including right. the stocks, including them. Well, and I think that they're even doing the, this with the, the flower, where you're going to be able to utilize that as long as it comes in at the percentage and final product the if final you want to use it. I oh, think wow. so, unless I'm getting that confused <laughs> with what uh, South Carolina is doing, because Janelle Ralph was there, too, and she spoke. We talked about a variety of regulations, and they've got a thing up to 1% too. There's some sort of allowance. I think it's South Carolina. But it I don't, is. I don't know about Wisconsin, actually, but I think that sounds like when but I But I'm pretty sure Wisconsin is really sure. similar. That's great. I should know since I was just there, but uh, when it comes to all these various state regulations, because we talked about a variety of states between different conversations there and in the different states, and Wisconsin's on the right track in comparison, and that's good. And so is South Carolina. There's some good opportunities happening out there, too, and Janelle was pretty stoked about things that are moving forward in South Carolina. Well, and what's amazing is you can come to NOCO coming up in about a month, and we're going to have a a state seed dating um, episode on the... Let's talk hemp stage, and we're actually going to find out exactly in every state what's going on from the experts, what's happening with the cannabis side, the industrial side, the CBD side, all of it. And so we'll have we'll have a, a, a big presentation about that at NOCO and get everyone up to speed on exactly what's happening as of that date. There's no telling what can change the next day, but as of that date, we will have the most up-to-date and recent information available on the Let's Talk, Let's talk Hemp stage at NOCO. Yeah, that's going to be a fun segment. I guess it's not a panel. It's really a segment. That's going to, like, close down the day on Friday. That'll be a, a nice way to get, like, 30 or 40 people on stage, hopefully, to really give the lowdown in a very Cliff Notes sort of way um, of what's think- going on each state. 51st dates. It'll be like 51st dates combined with like speed dates. That'll be more dates, Morris, than I probably had in the last like 20 years of my life. 51st dates. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a lot. So what else is going on? We haven't really talked because since we missed the episode together last week, we've had a whirlwind of stuff going on in our lives. What's what's happening? We're, you're on your you're at the airport right now, getting ready to hop on a plane to go to Columbia. I am literally plugged into a wall, waiting for my phone to charge so that when I land. I can get a hold of my ride, hopefully, and figure out how to survive in Columbia. So I'm going there. So kind of a last-minute trip. Um, super exciting. Going to meet with a group that does some social work and some businesses up there. Going to do kind of a whirlwind tour. We are Columbia has 41 cannabis licenses. 35 of them are high THC, um, as they're called psychoactive. I call euphoric. And the other five or six are hemp industrial. So I'm going to go check out, I think, three of the five or six. We're going to go all over the country. So I land in Cartagena. We're going to go to Medellin, Cali, Bogota, Monteria, um, all over the place. 
and really meet with farmers and legislators. And then I'm going to meet with the the Colombian version of the FDA, so it's called the ICA. So I mean, with two of the leaders from that, the whole country is involved. So you get the, the police involved, the federal government. I mean, they want to become a player in the global cannabis markets. They were back in the 70s, from what I'm reading, and they look into become again. So I'm going to go see how um, we can help them do that. Good. Oh my gosh, I'll have to take you next time. My Spanish was should improve. I like that. They're, I'm super nervous, but I like the Second or third day, I should be good. Well, I'm going to L.A. next week to Anaheim to go to the Expo West Conference and trade show. That's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be my first time there, and I've wanted to go the last several years but haven't been able to make it, and I am making it this year. going to go out there with Sean Murphy from Hemp Business Journal, who is now New Frontier Data since they just got acquired. But they're doing a CBD panel, Bob Hoban and him and a couple other folks, I think Josh Hendricks and then uh, walk the floor and see the thousands of exhibitors and 100,000 people over the course of the conference. You know, we've got a big conference for the hemp industry, but this conference is like 15 times the size, which is amazing. Well, the hemp industry is a piece of this conference. What are you most excited about from a food standpoint? I'm just excited to go see the whole setup. I mean, I've been to the convention center out in Anaheim. I've gone to the NAMM show, and it's been probably been 10 years since I've gone to the NAMM show, but the NAMM show is the biggest musical equipment trade show that there is in the world. And the NAMM show has been an, is an inspiration for NOCO, and it's huge. I mean, you got Roland and Gibson and Fender and Seymour Duncan and every guitar manufacturer of guitars and amps and keyboards and drums and guitar picks and accessories and all that stuff. And so the natural products market obviously has got food and food and food and body care and now CBD stuff and just thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of products. It'll be fun. Like 4,000 or 5,000? I don't know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. Well, you just said like five, so maybe eight? I don't know. Here's the thing. What was the what was the tagline for NAM? Like when you went there, what was the tagline? Because if I was the NAM producer, I'd have been like, damn, I'm a NAM. There you go. That's a good one. I'm like, damn, if if I was in charge, they'd still be around. But obviously they're not because I wasn't around then. Speaking of music, Fest is coming up in uh, middle of April in San Bernardino and UCLA. April 27th, 28th in San Bernardino and April 25th in UCLA. That's the end of it's April. It's the middle. It's the middle. Is it the end? The end is the 31st or the 30th. Yeah, the, the middle is any time before that except for the first. The first is the start and the 30th is the end. Everything else is the middle. <laughs> so it's not like a start middle or a middle end. Okay, the 27th, the 28th or the middle of April. Got Correct. it. Correct. It's actually more towards the end. I'm looking forward to that. And before that, also in the middle, is going to be 420, 421, and 422 Earth Day in San Diego. Correct. Balboa Park? Yes. Balboa Park is going to be huge. And before that, or shortly after, I didn't tell you about this, but we're planning a little shindig with a road trip in uh, Las Vegas. So we'll be working with Chiba Chews and some folks up there um, to get a good little program going for us on the way out to San Diego or on the way home from LA. So we'll bookend that one way or the other in Las Vegas with our last event, uh, to kick off summer. You asked for it, brother, and we gave it to you. Um, yeah, we've got a lot coming up in May. We've got a whole, the new website should launch here soon and we'll have a whole new schedule and interactive engaging programming and all sorts of stuff, tours and all that good stuff. So it'll be, watch out for it. Would you say you asked for it? We gave it to you. Is that another one of your mm-hmm. little things? Yeah, going to Las Vegas on the way in or on the way out. You asked for it, we gave it to you. 
kind of reminds me of you wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest band oh. in the land, Kiss. Do you remember that? Um, uh, I don't. Maybe not. It was probably before your time. That was on Kiss Alive. Oh, uh, yeah. Like 1975. Dead. Were you alive yeah, in 75? I was still dead. I guess Jesus, one of you before like you're alive. I guess you're dead before you're alive, right? I was pre I was pre alive. You know what? The uh so the Operation C B D gummy bear candy crush out of Nashville or not Nashville, but out of um Tennessee. So the D E A came Tommy. out and dropped they dropped out, dropped all the charges. They're admitting that they completely dropped the ball and fucked up and there's gonna be lawsuits coming against them, I'm sure. So well, not the see. DEA. To be clear, Tennessee, the, the Tennessee law enforcement. So not the DEA, because okay. the DEA <laughs> wasn't involved. It was the Tennessee law enforcement. Apparently, they have no money, so they can't be involved legally. But they were totally involved, but they can't legally be involved. Oh, of course they were. And involved. I just got some information on the DEA from a letter they sent from last year, um, saying that uh, that CBD was a Schedule One drug because it came from the flower of the cannabis plant. Um, regardless of if that flower was 0.3% THC or not. So um, the DEA has changed their tune now from, um, a, 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 you know, CBD was not Schedule 1 to now it is a Schedule 1 because it comes from the flower. So they're trying to do the source rule on the flower, and it's, it's going to get interesting. Yeah. Well, the DEA are fucking liars, and we know that. I'm just saying, like, I'm asking you hashtag, not to be honest, but you said DEA go MIA, which stands for <laughs> missing in action. Yes. They should, they need to go missing in action for like ever. Like when they go to these other countries to like secure the drugs, like when they go to get all the opium in uh, Afghanistan to send back to the pharmaceutical companies to get the opium crisis going, they should just stay in fucking Afghanistan. Or when they go like, yeah, they go to get the cocaine in Colombia, they could just stay in Colombia. Actually, I don't want to see anything in Colombia, actually. <laughs> yeah, they don't need if to If I see an American, I'll think he's probably, he's probably Dia. Those are what they call the DEA. Mm-hmm. It's French for not worthwhile. That's what I thought. My or it's French, French for in the pockets of the drug company. DEA, in the pockets of the drug company. And then uh, I think that there's progress being made in Indiana still. They're getting ready to make sure that CBD is completely, well, it already is completely legal. We know that. But Yes, they're passing a law to make it more explicit that CBD is not illegal. Right. So, so if we remember our English, not illegal is too negative, but makes a positive, which is what happens when you take CBD. It becomes positive. Less anxiety, less inflammation. You just are not as much of a dick. Yeah, two embarrassing state situations with Tennessee and Indiana look like they are getting resolved to some degree, which is good. Because yes. CBD is safe and CBD is legal, and the DEA, the FDA, all of those guys are just obstructing a legitimate industry. I mean, honestly, they should focus on Tide Pods. Tide Pods. They should. I'm just going to stick with Tide Pods. Those have killed more people this week than CBD has ever. Yeah, it's because CBD has killed nobody ever. Yeah. And I'm not sure how many Tide Pods have killed this week, but I'm sure it's more than one because it was like 88 within the first month of this year. I'm sure. Somebody died of a Tide Pod today, probably. My goodness. More people probably die from Tide Pods than from legitimate Tide Pools in the world. That actually is a statistic worth looking up. I have no idea if that's true. But I'm going to say it is fact because the DEA says CBD is, is illegal as fact, so I might as well say that factually. Oh, I can kind of make an announcement since we're talking about Tennessee. My God, you're I did, bring up Na- I did bring up Nashville, although the, this incident didn't occur in Nashville. It occurred in Rutherford, Rutherford County, which I don't right. think Nashville is in, is it? 
No, I think Nashville is in not that. Not that county. Yeah. But you know what's going to be in Nashville come the first weekend of October? Um, Let me guess. Country music? Well, there will be country music, but there's also going to be. Okay. Um, um, let me guess. Oh, my God. I have so. The NOCO Nashville? Pretty much. No, NOCO South called the Southern Hemp Expo. I think that that's going to happen. So this is like the unofficial announcement, but there will be an official announcement. All the details will be at first NOCO Hemp Expo, which is actually our fifth NOCO Hemp Expo, but the Colorado NOCO Hemp Expo. There's going to be NOCO spreading across the country and across the world. So that's something else people can keep an eye out for because NOCO goes global. And check this out. You'll need to get the kind of information by listening to the Fortune too. If you have to wait around for NOCO, NOCO will be the first time that the public really hears this. Unless you're a subscriber and a fan of the 422, then you already just heard it. So you can tell other people because you're in the know. The NOCO. No. You're in the NOCO. K-N-O-W-K-O. You're in the company of no. Co. 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 <laughs> Dude, I'm here. My place was leave at 10.15, and it's uh, not even like the gate isn't even open. How long have you been I go to Panama City in first, and I have an hour later, and then I land in Cartagena at like eight. And mm-hmm. then we just get after it, tour of the city, and get ready because we leave at 5 a.m. to go see like six hemp farms tomorrow, or six cannabis farms, I think, two are hemp. So is recreational legal in Colombia now? I think medical. They call it medical psychoactive, and then industrial. And do they have drug laws on all their other drugs, just like every other place? Not all um, legal in Colombia, right? I don't think so. I think I don't even know if cocaine. I don't think cocaine's legal because that's what it popped like Pablo Escobar, right? Because he was a coke dealer, and that's not legal in Colombia. I know is cocaine legal anywhere? Truly, uh, Puerto Rico. You can go to Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico and... Puerto, Puerto Rico has zero drugs that are illegal. They decriminalize every single drug. They treat it as a health. They treat addiction as a health and mental health and a health issue, not a criminal issue. I mean, the prison population is down considerably. I mean, think about it. 800,000 people a year go to prison for marijuana. Puerto Rico doesn't have to pay. That's 40 grand a person, right, in prison and, and cost to the taxpayer. That's a shitload of the money that Puerto Rico doesn't have to pay. But even though they're a U.S. territory, they're not criminalizing anything. Oh, I'm sorry, not Puerto Rico, Portugal. Portugal. Oh, well, there you go. Portugal. So Puerto Rico, yeah, Puerto Rico is for sure illegal. They have all the pharmaceutical use and all the pharmaceutical distribution there. Manufacturing. So Portugal, where they speak Portuguese, like Brazil. I think Puerto Rico's got bigger problems right now than people doing cocaine or drugs. They can't afford electricity because they don't have hardly any electricity there. And we're taking all of their money away. As as America, we're taking all their money away from their island. Speaking of Puerto Rico, though, there's actually a fundraiser for it this weekend at Cervantes that Melanie Rogers is putting on with her Influential X. I think you go to InfluentialX.com and you can find out information about it. Starts like at 5 o'clock, great fundraiser, live music all night, money goes to a good cause in Puerto Rico for helping stuff get fixed up out there. They need all the help they can get. Is it Influential X, like Influential looks to the number X or the letter X, or just an EX? No, I think it's InfluentialLetterX.com. Because if it's influential EX, and then it's like you're letting your ex have too much power over you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that's the way it is. But, uh, yeah, because yeah. I mean, not that that's not the way it is with a lot of situations, because people do let their ex have too much influence on them. But I think that the name of the company and the website is just influentialx.com. Yeah, that's why I never break up because I don't want my ex to have too much influence. I just stay with all of them <laughs> since I was 16.
wrap this up, man. This is yeah. I got I got a Kahala Panama. I got to hop uh, flight to Japanama. You fly on to Japanama and carry the flag, plant the flag. I was going to bring the flag, the American hemp flag, but I thought that was so pompously American that I decided not to do that guy. And I'm glad I did yeah. not do that guy. Yeah, we don't want to plant an American flag in Colombia. That's unnecessary. Well, I mean, not that kind of flag for sure. Plant the flag of love. We're here to connect yeah. everybody with love. That's a much better flag to plant, and that's actually, those roots go deep. They do go deep. Deeper than like anything else. else. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I got to go right. lock this out. So, hey, All right, we're going to get back. I want to say, I want to start off the show in Spanish. Okay. That probably won't we'll do that. I just want. I just, I just want to. You can, you can want it all you want. Yeah, that's just exactly leave it at I that. Yeah. Alrighty, have a Bye. good one. Bye. That is going to be pretty much it for this week's episode. Best of luck and vibes to Rick and his travels to Columbia for the next eight days. Please email us questions at the422 at letstalkhemp.com, and you can check out archive episodes of the 422 at letstalkhemp.com and blogtalkradio.com slash letstalkhemp. We'd love to hear some feedback. Also, make sure to check out hempevents.org for the latest on upcoming hemp-related events, including how things are going to close out in 2018, which is heading back to the islands for the second annual Hawaii Hemp Conference that will take place on December 1st. Until next time, rock on! listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name's Kate, and I'm your host of the Pop Moms podcast. I started the Pop Moms podcast, well, because I wanted to end the stigma against using cannabis, specifically with moms, but also anyone who chooses to consume. I strive for a balance of humor and education, along with some pretty rad guests, to help combat social biases that come with consuming cannabis. Kids are hard. Join me for regular podcast episodes packed with parenting hacks, real-life stories, and of course, my favorite cannabis products. The days are long, but the years are short. So roll another J and take a deep breath. Keep blazing and stay amazing.